Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Allison Eggleton about her ceremony at Tower of Terror with a reception at Sunset Boulevard all in Hollywood Studios. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose those locations and all about her unique wedding gown and, of course, how it all turned out. So welcome, Allison. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. We're very excited. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So we're both long-term Disney lovers. We both started going to Disney World when we were very little. His parents actually got married in Disney World also when they first started doing the weddings, like back in 94, I want to say. Wow. Yeah. And then me and him dated for, well, we were friends for a very long time before we started dating. And we used to go to Disney World when we were just friends as, you know, with our group of friends. And then when we did start dating, one of the first things we did when we started hanging out was watch the Disney fairytale wedding show. And it happened to be the episode with the Tower of Terror. Got it. And that was, you were just sold right then. (laughs) Oh yeah. We were making jokes. We used to joke about that we would get married to each other before we were even dating. And that very night he said to me, I'm going to marry you there one day. And look what happened. (laughs) (laughs) That's being proactive. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Okay. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Oh, they were completely unfazed. I think they just expected it from us. We have annual passes and my mom also lives in Florida. So we come down here about three to four times a year and go to Disney. So I don't, I think it would be weird for them if we got married anywhere else. (laughs) So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We winded up inviting around 50 guests, but last minute we had 40. Now, did you set up a room block for your guests? We did actually. And we found it to be very helpful, surprisingly. Every single one of our guests, except two people use the room block and we decided to choose Skyliner Resort. So we were all connected to each other. I was at Beach Club. A lot of people were at Caribbean Beach and some were at Art of Animation. Got it. Okay. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? I would imagine wanting to do an after hours event influenced the time of day. Oh, absolutely. We loved the nighttime. I think it was it was going to be a little too difficult if we were going to do an event before the park opened. It was just too early to do a wedding and he's not a morning person and I know a lot of other people are not morning people so it just wouldn't have worked out and we we really wanted the dark aesthetic so after hours was a must and because it was a holiday weekend Columbus Day was the day before and it was also my birthday we wanted to incorporate that so a lot of people did turn their trip into like a full week vacation so the the day of the week didn't really matter what day we did it so we chose the Tuesday because it was a least expensive option to book the Tower of Terror. Got it. Okay. 
So can you talk a little bit more about how you chose Tower of Terror and then Sunset Boulevard for your ceremony and reception venues? Tower of Terror is actually both our favorite rides. I like the ride for itself, but he loves Twilight Zone and just like the history behind it. He actually has a full tattoo sleeve of Twilight Zone and Tower of Terror. So yeah, and we just love the bellhops. We have some like decor on our house with the bellhops. So we really love that. And then Sunset Boulevard, I think it was just an easy reception place to go from the courtyard there down there and still have the view of the tower. So we just really love the aesthetic of it. Right. That's a good point because the tower is such a focal point on Sunset Boulevard that it really blends seamlessly with a ceremony there. Absolutely. Of course, because you're inside the park, there's some restrictions on this, but did you use any outside vendors for any part of your event? We did. So I, I did do my own personal floral, which I got my bouquet and my two bridesmaid bouquets from a woman off of Etsy and they were silk flowers. So I wanted to keep them. So now I'm going to use them as centerpieces in my house. (laughs) And I also was able to use it the next day for my Magic Kingdom portrait session without having to refresh any flowers. And then I used, I'm a photographer. So I wanted to use photographers who were my friends that also had the same style that we liked. So I have two friends, Dan and Allison, who did our photos. And then my friend, Nakoma was our videographer. That's wonderful. Now, how did you guys choose your officiant? So when we were looking at officiants, we were both unsure on what we wanted to do because we didn't want to have someone marry us that didn't really know us. So I think that we both kind of agreed on having a friend do it. And one of my best friends, Carly, who I've known since second grade, was kind of there for us throughout our friendship. And then like when we started dating and everything. So I think she was just the perfect fit. And she's also just a great like public speaker and we just loved the ceremony she came up with. She really included like stuff about us and like movies that we like, Disney stuff, and it just came together really well. That's wonderful. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? Yeah. So other than the DJ, we had a violinist play while the guests were being seated at the ceremony, which was really nice. And then we also surprised our guests with having Mickey and Minnie come out for the cake cutting and they got to dance with the guests a little bit. That's great. So you had this great aesthetic to your wedding. Did you have a theme or is it just like everything you like kind of falls under that umbrella? It's funny because so we both, okay, so we love the dark aesthetic and we both also really love Beauty and the Beast. So we kind of meshed that in there. So like a lot of our centerpieces at the guest tables were Beauty and the Beast themed. And then we both also recently loved Tangled. So we did like a Tangled boat at our sweetheart table and then The other tables, just miscellaneous tables, we did like Tower of Terror themed. We had like luggage and the little bill and stuff like that. Okay. Can you talk a bit about your gown? I know sometimes people, they want to do something besides traditional white, but they're a little bit nervous about it. And you had this gorgeous black gown. Can you talk about how you got that and customized it? So I've known forever that I absolutely will not be wearing a white gown. (laughs) I personally just don't like the color white on me. Everyone knows me as the spooky girl. So I think just wearing black, it just felt like me. I tried on a white dress one time and it just, it just was not what I was looking for. I didn't feel like I was a bride. So of course, a lot of places don't have black wedding dresses. So I just kind of researched a little bit on like what 
I want it to look like. And I had worked with a designer and we came up with the design ourselves and she created the dress for me. And the first time I tried it on was when she was finished with it because it came from overseas, but it fit perfectly. And I, then I winded up customizing it back in the States over here, just a little bit more just to make it perfect. And yeah, it, I basically tried on one wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, at the reception, do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend from that? Oh, yeah. So we loved the braised beef short rib. It was so tender, and we got so many compliments on that. And for cocktail hour, we actually did a, the Sanaa Bread Service, which is one of our favorite restaurants. So it was really cool to incorporate that and have all our guests try the different non breads and the dipping sauces. We loved the Martini Action Station, especially the mashed potatoes for cake flavors we had a two-tier cake so the top layer was red velvet with bailey's mousse and the bottom layer was churro cake with caramel mousse and they were both amazing and we got to take a lot of it home so i've been eating that all week and then i also have a deep love for spaghetti we have a big italian family we do sunday dinners every sunday so I have always said, I'm going to have spaghetti at my wedding. And people kept saying, you can't have spaghetti. You're, you're, you're going to get it all over your dress. And I said, no, 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 watch. And then so I had spaghetti and meatballs. And we actually did like a lady in the tramp, like noodle kissing picture. And it was really cute. <laughs> and how did you avoid getting it all over your dress? I didn't. It did spill on me a little bit. <laughs> but it was black, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another, another advantage to having a black wedding gown. <laughs> uh-huh. No stains. I have no stains on my dress whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I would also love to know how you settled on the design for the cake because it's this fantastic castle that it's like they took the white chocolate castle and blew it apart and just made the cake into a castle. How did you get the idea for that? We saw a picture, actually. I don't know. It was some picture on Pinterest. of It's like a castle cake. I'm not sure if it was from Disney or what, but it was basically it was kind of like that style, but it was a very small scale and it was just white. And I said, how cool would it be to have just like a giant cake as like our dream, like Dylan's castle. And he was on board with it completely. So I kind of just like worked with my planner um, on like the vision we had for it. And that's how it turned out. It was perfect. That's wonderful. Now, can you tell my listeners a bit about the dessert party you had before the wedding at UK Lockside? Yeah. So we did the dessert party as a welcome party, but also it was my 30th birthday. So we did welcome party slash birthday and we winded up doing the nacho bar, which everybody loved. I remember my friend's husband sitting next to me and he's like, I'm on my sixth plate. And I was like, good. <laughs> um, and then we just did a birthday cake, which was really nice. And then we had Jaime from Disney's Fine Art Photography do photos for that day. So we did it during the fireworks after everyone was done eating. Did you add a ride mix in? We did not do a ride mix in because during the day, we actually did like a drink around the world, bachelor, bachelorette type of thing. So everyone had park tickets and we were out all day. We didn't do any decor other than just black tablecloths and some candles just because it was such a short event. And I felt like it was the ambiance was just pretty already along with the fireworks. And then we did not do a bar. We were drinking all day. So I was like, let's give everybody a break. And we just did some assorted coffees, teas, lemonade. Got it. Okay. That's a great way to save money. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Sure. So our wedding day was probably a little different than usual because the wedding was so late, but we actually got ready earlier than usual because we wanted some daylight photos and we wanted to do them at the Riviera. So I started makeup at 2 p.m. and then we did hair at 3. 
And then him and I decided to get ready together, which is also non-traditional. So I put my dress on. I helped him with his tux around 4.30. And then we went over to the Riviera at 5. So from like 5 to 7-ish, we took first look photos there and just couples photos. And then we came back to Beach Club and we did just formal and family photos for about an hour. And at 9 o'clock, a van came to pick him and I up along with our photographers to head over to Hollywood Studios. And then we were able to do photos from like 9.30 to 10.30 of just him and I with the tower and in the lobby of the tower. And then we waited for our guests to come in and the ceremony started at 11. So the ceremony we knew was going to be short, but they allowed us about 30 minutes. And then we did cocktail hour from 11.30 to 12.30. And then the reception was 12.30 to 3 a.m. Got it. And the cocktail hour, was that in the same spot as your reception? It was, yep. It was just like a little further up, closer to the tower on Sunset Boulevard. And then we were also a little bit crazy because we didn't, this actually our Disney salesperson had recommended this due to scheduling. Um, We actually did our Magic Kingdom portrait session after the wedding. So we got back to the room at like almost 4 a.m. and we got picked up at 6 a.m. to go do our photos. Okay, how was it? Were you like dead tired or were you on such a high that you were able to do it? It was like a little bit of both. Like once we got back to the room, I was sweating so much because it wound up being really humid that night. We're just lucky it didn't rain. Me and him took like a 40 minute nap, woke up. I like re-curled my bangs because I was sweating so much and I just touched up my makeup and we went and we were fine the whole time. I think we crashed when we got back though. (laughs) So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects of the event where you focused your attention or your budget? Absolutely the location. That was really important to us. We had talked about doing a smaller wedding at first, just with like immediate family and maybe just like a little cake cutting celebration. But then it just didn't feel right to us. So then we turned it, we like, we have to get married in the park. So we moved over to that. And then food and drinks, especially the open bar was really important to us. We wanted to really make sure like our guests were spending money to come travel down here. We wanted to make sure that they were good with their food and drinks. And then non-negotiable was the entertainment with Mickey and Minnie. We really wanted to surprise our guests with that, which turned out to be amazing. Did you choose any special costumes for them or anything? We chose, so our colors were black gold and with like a touch of burgundy. So we chose the gold outfits for Mickey and Minnie. Got it. Were there any aspects of planning that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? The ceremony decor, we knew the ceremony was going to be short. It was like under 10 minutes and just... The tower courtyard there is very beautiful, especially with the lighting package. So we saved a lot of money by not having to decorate much there. All we did was upgrade the chairs to black chairs. We did some petals down the aisle that turned into a Mickey head towards the end. And then we just did single flowers on the front chairs that were reserved for family. And then we also, something that was less important, we edited it at first, but then we removed it, was like a champagne toast. Because we had the open bar and we're not champagne drinkers and not really many of our guests are, we just decided to toast with drinks in hand. And that also saved a decent amount of money. And then we also, I think, least least important, fresh floral, actually. So we, we got a lot of our decor from greens. And then I was able to reuse our bouquets and put them on the cake table to decorate that. So we saved a lot of money by not having too much fresh floral. Oh, these are all great tips. What ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? Honestly, it was walking into the venue alone, just him and I. And it was just such a surreal experience. We got to share a moment with each other that 
like both of us just remember like looking at each other and it was so special before all our guests got there. And that's something that we will both never forget. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Nothing really went wrong per se. We just had a little confusion. So our van and then the bus that drove the guests over, the parking attendants at Hollywood Studios were confused on where they were supposed to go. So they brought us over to the rideshare area when they were supposed to bring us directly to the front by security. So we had to walk quite a ways and our guests had to walk quite a ways. Hmm. Okay. And then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? Definitely getting people to the venue on time. Hmm. We were so nervous about that because they made it clear, like once the bus picks up, they're not coming back to pick anyone else up. So we had told all our guests like, a time like 15, 20 minutes earlier than they were actually supposed to be there because I knew people were going to be running late. And then everyone actually just, it turned out perfect. No one was late at all. (laughs) (laughs) We were also a little bit worried about like getting the park guests out on time, like the people in the park for the day. I don't want to say it like really delayed anything, but it seemed like they were rushing a little bit to set everything up because people were still in the gift shops when we got there. (gasps) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? The only thing I would do differently, and I don't really think it's in my control, is to have a little bit of a longer reception. I know it's late at night, but by the time cocktail hour was over, our first dance, our parent dances, food, we really only got about an hour to an hour and a half of dancing in. So like once everyone started getting like riled up and excited, it was like, oh, the wedding's over. Interesting. Okay. And then do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say be kind to your planners. Definitely speak up for what you want. Don't be afraid to ask questions. But if you do it with grace, you're more likely to get what you want. I had a very, very good experience with my planners. I've read some horror stories about some Disney weddings. And I was very apprehensive going into it. But I actually had an excellent experience. And I I recommend it completely. And also, your fairy tale weddings guide helped me tremendously, and it was basically right on par with budget. So, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so glad. Well, Allison, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for asking me the questions. <laughs> That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.